Hello guys, welcome back to my podcast. So happy to have you back here. Um, this episode is gonna be about love because it's Valentine's Day, and well, it's not really about love, but it's mostly like about um, kind of understanding male and female energy and relationships. Like, um, I've always been confused by men even though I've grown up like with men like mostly like I'm kind of the only girl like that's my age in the family like so I've, I've kind of like always like been around like like masculine energy so I you know was like great I have a leg up like when I date guys like I'm like I already know I'll just like treat them like how I treat my my family like how I treat my brothers and like, mm-mm. like that's so not it. But before we get into that, I just want to like talk about a few things, like give you guys like a life update. Um, so life. Okay, yeah. This lot, like this past seven days, just been have been a little bit rough. But you know, uh, I don't know. The energy kind of shifted. I, it's Mercury retrograde, and I think that. like things have slowed down energetically for me I'm trying not to get too wrapped up in it but um you know just feeling like a little bit of frustration I'm feeling like a little like hamster wheel vibes I hate that metaphor whoever invented that like I really like why because that's all I think about whenever I'm frustrated is like hamster wheel and it's like the most maddening visualization you can make and I just I just hate that feeling and um so yeah I've just been feeling like a little bit um just tired kind of like tired and like a heavy feeling you know what I mean just like uh, like I'm trying to like I'm kind of like drudging through and it just feels like you know is anybody alive out there you know in like Titanic when like at the end of the movie Rose's selfish dumbass you know, is on the freaking plank. We've all been through this already. We know. And she's blowing that stupid ass whistle. And the guy's like, is anybody alive out there? Anyway, that's how I feel. I feel like Rose on the plank and I'm just blowing this whistle in the middle of the freezing cold ocean and nobody hears it. You know? Anyway, that's just how I've been handling Mercury Retrograde. Tell me how you've been and um, let's talk about it together because it's kind of, it's kind of, it kind of, it's kind of shitty. Like, you know, I'm not even going to front. But anyway, on to a more lighter note. Oh yeah, I also want to talk about like the Gorilla Glue, glue, glue Spray Girl. Like, I know everyone's been talking about it and it really doesn't have shit to do with my podcast, but I think it has like its health, its wildness, whatever. It's not really, but whatever. I just want to talk about it because I'm like, what happened to you, girl? Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I just want to tell her that. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, this shit is low-key funny, but you know she's not laughing anymore. Like, she's like, she's like ready to throw hands. Like, and I don't blame her. Like, I think I would go insane if... 
I woke up every day and my scalp was still like that. Like, and my hair was still like that. And like, I will never complain about my edges again. I will never say like my edges are not laid ever again because there is laid and then there is too laid. And Gorilla Glue Spray Girl, she her edges are just too laid. And she's caught in a edge and a nightmare. It's like a Tales from the Crypt episode, you know? Oh, what was the hood version? There was like a hood version of Tales from the Crypt. Like, she, like I feel like she would be on that one. Where it's like, can your edges be too laid? You know, like something like that. Where it's like nightmare of the like, edge control nightmare or some shit. I don't know. Where she just like dies and comes back to life. And all you see is like those blue eyeballs with the contacts on it. And the missing scalp you know um so yeah i feel like that would be on the hood tales for the crypt anyway so just wanted to talk about that because i was like that situation like (laughs) yikes girl yikes anyway okay let's get into the episode yay finally um okay so remember that scene in sex in the city like you know, I'm going to reference a lot of pop culture because that's how I relate to life in a lot of ways I'm realizing is through pop culture. So there's a scene in Sex and the City and everyone who watches that show, you know that scene where Carrie, she went out with her girls the night before, she partied all night, got fucked up, you know, knowing that she had a photo shoot the next day. She was like, whatever I can make it work I'm Carrie Bradshaw and I'm fabulous and I'll figure it out whatever you know I'm effortless it doesn't even matter so she she stays up all night because she is drunk still and you know decides that she's gonna go to this photo shoot still drunk probably smelling like cigarettes in the same stank clothes from the night before and so she gets to this photo shoot. She looks absolutely crazy. And the photographers are like, okay, ready? Like, get in the chair. And she's like, wait, I'm going to get in hair and makeup first, right? And they're like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're taking pictures. Like, they're taking pictures. Like, bitch, you're late. Like, you're on on their time. And you think you're going to get hair and makeup? Like, Carrie, like, dumbass. Anyway, they're taking pictures. And the whole theme of the shoot is supposed to be single and fabulous, right? But... What happens? Carrie on the front cover looks toe the fuck up, looks like a meth addict, and the heading is single and fabulous question mark, right? Single and fabulous? Mm. So they spend the whole episode trying to decipher that cover and why she got played the way she got played. And guys, that episode always resonates with me because I'm like, oh my god, I'm single and fabulous, question mark, age. Like, Carrie was what, 35, 36, I'm 30 years old. Like, that's not far off. So that's why I wanted to do this episode because I feel like I am single and fabulous, exclamation point. But I was kind of freaking out a little bit when I turned 30 because I was like okay I'm not trying to be single and fabulous question mark like I need to figure out 
how to be a little bit better at this. Like I said earlier in the podcast, like I always thought I was like good at dating, but I don't think I am good at dating. And I always thought like, oh yeah, I'm just going to treat guys the way I treat my family and my brothers. Uh, no. So I went on a journey and I read pretty much every dating advice book that you can find. Um, the most important, I mean, the most popular one, which is the rules, um, which like, I think I'll, I'll, I'll touch a little bit on the rules. So the rules is like a very old dating book from the nineties where they have specific rules for you to secure a man, right? And people don't like the rules because they say that it's like, like very dated because it's a lot of, oh, all the controls in the guy's hands and this and that. And you have to just like basically like wait around and, you know, wait for the guy. And a lot of the dating books kind of say the same thing. Like, you know, let the guy take the lead. And, you know, as a millennial woman, we do not like that. We do not like men taking the lead on anything. Which is partly our problem, right? Um, so that's when I found this book called Getting to I Do. The title of it sounds like shit. It sounds stupid. But honestly, it's like it's like the most incredible ad- dating book ever made because it's made by a psychologist. She's an actual doctor and she's a transactional analyst, which basically means that she um, studies like language patterns to determine the person's position in a relationship like are they the child in the relationship are they the adult are they the parent etc etc and so basically what the book teaches you is like how to talk to guys and and how well and how and what guys really want from you like on a on a language level because everything is language and you kind of determine your position in life with the language that you use which is pretty like mind-blowing right so her name is dr pat allen and i'm obsessed with her like i watched like all her lectures on youtube like i mean what she says really makes a lot a lot of sense so um what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna give you three quotes from her book um getting to i do i'm gonna explain them and then i'm gonna give you a pledge um, from her book that she has that you can say to yourself and you can keep like as a mantra as you're like dating and it'll just kind of like hold you accountable and I really love it and I'm going to post it on Instagram too so yeah so let's get to the first quote the first quote is he who speaks first is male if you had chosen to be female you would you would have flirted with your eyes and your smile and let him pursue you so what the hell does that mean he who speaks first is male like first of all Kalia like why is gender what does gender have to do with this well Dr. Pat Allen she doesn't really refer to uh, male and female as like gender it's more of like an energy it's yin and yang so there are masculine energies and there are feminine energies And the masculine energy is the giving, providing energy. And the 
feminine energy is the receiving creative energy, right? So just to clarify, men can have feminine energy, women can have masculine energy. Um, it doesn't have anything to do with the agenda, the gen, the, sorry, the gender you were assigned at birth. Okay. All right. So he who speaks first is male. All right, Kalia, but if I want to talk to a guy first, that's what I'm going to do. I go up and I talk to men that I want to talk to. That's what I feel like doing. I'm going to do that. Okay, agree. Like, but you have to understand that what Dr. Pat Allen is saying is from the initial reaction, I mean, interaction with that person is from the feminine the perceived feminine right on the outside meaning that you look like a woman um making the first she's putting herself out there first right and presenting herself to a male that is all that makes her masculine right away and from that point on she is the masculine person in the relationship and she will always be chasing after him and she will always be the more masculine person she will always set the dates she will always tell them where they should go she will always take the lead and then she'll be wondering like damn why doesn't this guy do anything because you set the tone by going up to him like a man because in the animal kingdom right like the males pick who they want and we're like that too like the male peacocks they'll like fluff out their big ass tails right their big beautiful ass tails in front of females because they want the females to choose them like female peacocks don't look like that weirdly enough that's only the males and that's to determine like to show the female, like, look, I am a viable partner because look at how beautiful my feathers are. And then the woman decides, okay, yeah, I'll just, uh, uh, I think I'll go with him. I do like his feathers. La, la, la. You know what I mean? Because he is the one to to choose first, right? Then you choose. That's kind of like the order of things. And this is how the book kind of goes. Is It kind of follows that kind of biological the biological like order of things and it's it's pretty hard to go against that because that's how things have been done and that's how things kind of work in our in our system like see men know that they need us to have babies and for their for their lineage to survive they know they need to kind of pick a female and they need to impress the female because our eggs are expensive and we just can't like give them up all willy-nilly so they have to present themselves in the best way possible that's why you'll get guys who are like when they approach you you know oh they need they'll like name drop and oh they work with this person you know they're like fluffing out their their feathers um and it's up to you you're like oh, okay yeah 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 whatever oh I'll, I'll go out with you you know what i'm saying so what to bring it back he who speaks first is male so let guys come to you like i know women hate hearing that but like if he wanted to go up to you he would like 
there's this the perfect analogy like i heard from this other relationship podcast was the dead deer analogy which is men like to go and they hunt they like to go kill and bring it back right they got they like the whole process of doing that but like if you just drop a dead deer on a man's doorstep he is not gonna like that and you don't want to be that dead deer just plopped on this like here i am it took absolutely no effort to get me you know what i mean like and also too it's like if you're just like giving your stuff away like here 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 they're like there must be something wrong with her you know on a weird like unconscious level they think like something must be wrong with your stuff because you're just like kind of giving it away at such like a cheap rate do you know what I mean not to be so like you know I don't know traditional but yeah I I've seen it work and also ever since I kind of switched to this mindset um it's been a totally different experience like totally different because I was that girl I was like I'm just gonna go talk to the guys I want to talk to like why should I wait for them like I'm just gonna go up to and it never worked out and they were always way more feminine than me and I couldn't understand why I wasn't getting guys that were like like willing to like be generous and like like set dates and like you know take me out and I it was always like up to me and and now it's just like oh this is so effing annoying but I really set that standard when I went up to them first so that's what she's saying and also like I've been on hinge and like I don't even like scroll like I don't even go like I don't even swipe on people like I just wait to see who's gonna be interested in me because that's the first point of contact is the match oh somebody such and such likes you and then from that point, then you can say hello. You know what I mean? Because like, don't drag it. Like, don't be like, you know, I'm just gonna wait until he messages me now. Like, no. If they liked your picture, they liked you, they send you a message, or whatever, in some kind of way, then you message them back and you say hi if you're interested. But don't even waste your time swiping, girl, because because then you're gonna, um, you're gonna be the the masculine one in the relationship. And this is for people who. This is for people who want um, like a masculine type of energy in their partner. Like you can absolutely want a feminine energy. Like you can be the, the, the um, you can be the feminine and they can be the, uh, I mean, you can be the masculine and they can be the feminine. It, 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 it's up to you. Um, but I personally want like a, a more masculine individual. So um yeah try that guys do not go up to them first it's just like it's so crucial to just not do that and then she says flirt with your eyes right so you like a guy you want him to come up to you do not go up to him like it sounds really old and cliche in like 1950s but like literally look at them make eye contact and smile like how many times have you been out and you see a cute guy that you like and you look at him in the eye and you look down and you look away, you're like, oh, fuck. Like, oh, my God, oh, my God, he's so hot. Oh, let me not look at him. Or you, like, talk to your friend in his eye line, hoping that he notices how beautiful you are and, like, will come over and talk to you. Like, no, he's thinking, wow, this bitch is not interested in me. Like, she's so cute, but she's 
in a conversation with her friend. She's really engaged in that conversation. There's no opening for me, so I'm just not going to approach her. And we do that all the time. I'm so guilty of that. Like, just (laughs) not looking at the guy that I wanted to look at and not talking to the guy that I wanted to talk to because I thought that was what you were supposed to do. Like, it's crazy. Okay. Anyway, moving on. So, next quote is, You may ask for things you want like diamonds, houses, and cars because masculine men love giving things. Okay, again, this is for people who want a masculine person in the relationship. Like, you know, you can be a lesbian and want a more masculine partner. You can be gay, male, and want a more masculine partner. This is, this is for you. So when I heard this, I was like, oh shit, wait, wait, men love giving things? But like, really? Because I never knew that. Like, I always thought that men were the ones that had to be taken care of. Like, I thought you had to do things for men in order for them to like you. But actually, that's very masculine, that thinking, right? I was like, I was like, wait, don't you have to like, you know, like buy them stuff, cook them dinner, you know, I don't know, clean their apartment for them in order for them to like you, but actually no, you don't. And they'll just like straight up take advantage of that, right? So this, so what the quote is saying is like, you can ask for material things because guys, men, masculine energy, love giving, right? Because on a fundamental level, masculine energy is providing energy. Like, they provide. Men have always, the masculine energy has always gone out and brought stuff back to the women, back to the feminine energy, and what do they do? They create something out of it, right? And it may, giving makes them feel like men. Um, and it's hard for them because everybody competes with each other now. Like, it's hard for masculine energy because everyone is just like, oh, yeah, I, you have this great top. Man. Yeah, me too. I match you. You know, I don't need a man. I don't need anybody to take care of me. I know I'm good. I'm independent. Like, I got all the money that I need. I don't need no man. Blah, 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 blah. And, like, that, that, that may be true. And that's amazing. But if you want this kind of more masculine provider like a guy who you know provides for his family makes money um you know is generous and you know puts his family first then you kind of have to like dim that that down a little bit you kind of got to take that down a notch and I feel like people are gonna like be so pissed at this but like it's true. If you want a more masculine guy, you cannot compete with him. Like in the providing arena. Like if you do make more money than the guy, don't tell him every second. And then people are going to be like, oh, I don't want to be ashamed of my accomplishments. Don't be ashamed of your accomplishments. Like have your accomplishments. Don't, don't be over the top about it. Like 
don't be like rubbing it in his face. Like I used to work, I used to nanny for this couple and the wife clearly made all the money and she was, she degraded the shit out of him for it. Like any chance she could, she was like, it's my house. She was like, I pay the bills, it's my house. And I was just like, woo. I mean, granted, he was more of like a feminine guy and she was more masculine. So that was just their dynamic. But, you know, it was like real, it was like real tough to see that. I was like, oof, man, that's brutal. But that's the reality. And, but some women like that want a more masculine provider. Like, more masculine, masculine don't, are not a match. There needs to be a difference in energy to attract people. You know what I mean? And you have to be willing to let men provide sometimes and let men pay for shit and stop with this 50-50. Like our generation is obsessed with going 50-50 on everything. Like, and the the worst part about it is, is that the men don't even realize that, that that's harmful for them. Like they need to kind of get that muscle up where they are feeling good about paying for a woman like they don't have that gene it's a lot of men our age are just kind of missing that like fundamental gene of like wanting to like take care of a family and a woman like and or a female energy they don't want that like they want that absolutely but they don't know how to like take care of them they think that women want 50 50 too so yeah, um, so uh, yeah, you're like, oh, Kalia, but he's going to get tired of always paying and he's going to complain about always paying and he's going to leave me, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's your problem. It's like you think $20 worth of food is more expensive than your time. Like, do you realize like time is all you have? Energy is all you have? If you're bringing like that positive amazing upbeat energy to someone's life that's priceless like a freaking little surf and turf dinner is not anything in the grand scheme like you could be the you could be the mother of their kids like they're 20 dollars for a meal every now and then i mean it's not a big deal well it shouldn't be and if it's a big deal then that guy is not for you Okay, like we have to compete over guys most willing to invest in us. Invest financially, invest emotionally, and invest their time. You know what I mean? Like, and in return, you have to do your part too. You can't, you got to be there, supportive. You have to have the feminine energy and you have to not compete with him for everything. And you know, emasculate him at every chance you get, right? So this is for people, I'm going to say it, who want that masculine partner, right? And this is what Pat Allen says, okay? I'm just kind of paraphrasing Pat Allen's ideas, okay? (laughs) So don't comfort me if you don't agree. All right, enough about the providing conversation. Um, Okay. So this is the last quote because we're getting there. We're going to go a little bit over today, but whatever. 
All right, final quote is, no sex before commitment. Um, I mean, this is kind of self-explanatory. Um, but what Pat Allen means is like, no sex before a love before love in the relationship. Which I kind of agree with because, because the no sex before marriage thing, I mean, a guy can just easily, or a masculine energy can just easily um, say to you, let's get married on day three, you know, just because he wants a bang. But she's saying there has to be a love commitment. And this is something that's so interesting and curious to me because I've never waited that long to have sex. I've especially not to waited until I've heard love. I have waited to have sex, but not to hear like love. Like I've never done that. She says wait till you hear till you guys are in love. And I kind of enjoy that because it it does protect you a little bit. You know what I mean? It it protects you and it keep it, it kind of serves you more than it more than it serves him because once a guy's in love, he's locked in. Once a masculine is in love, he's locked in. He's gonna take care of you. He's like you know what I mean? And that's kinda like your security because ultimately women need that. We need to feel secure in our relationships. So I like the fact that Pat Allen is saying like no sex until you are in love and until the guy is in love she also says like some things about like men falling in love with like you know your virtue and men fall in love with the idea of or the masculine sorry guys um they fall in love when they want to up level spiritually and they think that you are the one that's going to take them there um, and they feel they feel like safe enough to be taken to that next level. <sighs> I think I feel like I should do a whole other episode like on like on the inverse, like female, because this was like all about uh, like talking to guys. I don't know. I don't know, guys. Whatever. Anyway, bear with me. Whatever. Anyway, so let me know if you agree with that. If you agree with no sex until love. Um, because I do feel like sex is a little bit too casual in our, in our, in our generation. I do feel like nobody really values it anymore. It's like, sex ain't nothing. It's like, that ain't shit. But it's like, um, nah, bro, you you could create a whole human being with that. And it's, and it's an exchange of energy that's very powerful very spiritual and um you know if you're having sex and you're not ready to have sex with somebody that's can be really damaging for your for you and your psyche and it can also make you ready to commit before you're even ready to commit because what women female energy we produce this hormone that makes us feel like we are in love before we're really in love and then before you know it, that smoke clears and you're just like look, looking at this like bozo in front of you. And you're like, ew, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Like what if I almost like got pregnant by this freaking idiot? Uh, that's, that's a very scary feeling. Anyway, guys, 
uh so let me just move on to the to the to the pledge and then we can get out of here um okay so the pledge is i promise to serve my womanhood by leading the man in my life toward a higher level of spirituality by requiring him to love me before he loves before he makes love to me to serve my feelings before he asks me to serve his thinking and allow me to set the spiritual standard in our sexual affairs for the benefit of us both so i think that that's very inspiring i think it put it put it centers the woman you know we make the rules it's our body yes men are involved in it too but ultimately they won't be the ones carrying the children or the child it's us so we have to set that standard in in our sexual affairs of how i want to be treated and how i don't want to be treated and listen sir i like you but right now i want to wait till i get to know you to have sex like right i was recently on hinge and you know met a guy we went on a date and i could tell he made it clear that he was like more interested in sex and i said you know i i need to have be comfortable like before i have sex and you know i haven't really heard from him too much so it is what it is but you know what then he's not he's not it for me um and this has nothing to do with religion this has nothing to do with like slut shaming this has nothing to do with like oh i you know i can't do whatever that if i want this is so this is so for the patriarchy and blah 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 and like i mean a little bit yeah but like what is what you're doing working like just answer me that like is you chasing men all over the place gotten you a boyfriend no has it gotten you a ring if you if that's your aim to get married no so try something new stop like you know judging everything automatically and see if you being a little bit more feminine in your feminine energy if that works because i'm telling you you giving you you know buying him a car letting him use your credit you know you buying him clothes and gifts and you know food and bringing him food and stuff like that like that's not feminine guys and we've been sold that lie it's actually feminine to receive and for him to get us a car for him to like you know up level us financially and take care of us anyway i'm very excited to see what this episode brings and i'm i'm excited to hear your feedback on it please let me know at uh wellwisherspace9 at gmail.com again it's wellwisherspace9 at gmail.com also wellwisherpod uh i think it's just wellwisherpod Anyway, yeah, well wish your pod on Instagram. You can let me know there what you think. And that's it, guys. Like, let me know. I am so excited to hear from you. And thank you so much for listening, everybody who's been listening and like subscribed. I love you so much. I hope this episode is helpful. 
let's date better this year let's you know not take any shit this year you know we want to get serious let's do it okay love you see you next time bye